Hey everyone, my name is Dave Nixon and welcome to the Alpha Theta Flow podcast. This is Flow 695, actually, not quite 696, 695. And today I am talking about uh, a little lesson I learned actually from a Tim Ferriss podcast way back in the day. I remember him saying this and it just landed and it was actually in reference to he was doing, what's it called? Um... Acro yoga, acrobatic yoga, acro yoga, um, a Kroger, is it called a Kroger? It should be called a Kroger. Um, and uh, one of his teachers mentioned it to him. And that line is simply, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. Rather than attempting to move fast, is to understand that slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And at the time that really landed um, in probably multiple contexts. And... I think recently this has become more apparent for me. Well, not more apparent. This has come back to to reflection for me. I mean, I, I do a lot of training. Part of the training I do is Thai kickboxing, which I'd started um, 13 years ago. Uh, Muay Thai, really, uh, or Muay Thai. I mean, hopefully you search Muay Thai and it comes up with cows with ties and that's a real bad dad joke, but it's Muay Thai. Um, and... One of the progressions that I've had in the last two years, because I had big chunks of training off, was my maturity with it. And a big part of that, I come down to learning a lot about the coaching development work that I've I've thrown myself into in the last five years. But a big part of it is also breath work, massive to do with breath work, massive to do maintaining nasal breathing, because that's going to help me stay in more of a parasympathetic space so that I can actually stay in an awareness space, right? Really, really important, really powerful stuff. But also, rather than just attempting to fire shots off, and my my coach, who's a very dear friend of mine, Mitch, explained this to one of his other fighters um, recently, was that even though someone's throwing it faster, the other person's um, arriving sooner. They're arriving sooner because it's it's a smoother movement. Their whole body's moving as one. They're not just jab or right or whichever it may be and that comes from experience it doesn't come from me just saying words and the vibrations of my voice box pierce your eardrums and they tell your nervous system how to control your meat skeleton that's not that's why people go what's the right cue it doesn't fucking matter there isn't a right cue here's some things to play with go fucking play with it until it starts to become embodied and we can continue to progress and move it and and, and shift it forward right there isn't a right thing there isn't a right way you don't do things correctly you develop it right and it's so crucial it's like what's the right way to paint no there isn't a right way to paint you just fucking paint and you get better at it right what's the right way to kick a soccer ball there isn't a right way to kick a soccer ball you just kick soccer balls and you get better at it you get more familiar with it parts of that of that language in your body doesn't have words. It doesn't. Ha- you got to feel it. You got to be able to to picture it in your mind. You got to then be able to experience it, right? And now there's things that that make sense to you that my words never could in the past. And so this is crucial. And when we take on this understanding, and I use martial arts as the example in this context, but it's also for negotiations. It could, you, it could be for anything. If my thinking is slow, but also at the same time my communication is quite smooth in how I deliver what I'm what I'm saying, then that can be perceived as fast, but not in a rapid way, so to speak. So with the martial arts context, the person may throw a, a strike faster, but the person who's more integrated with their movements, their whole body is, is probably going to move somewhat slower, but because they're smoother, they arrive sooner, right? 
It's really crucial. We see this with like Olympic lifting. I've seen beginner Olympic lifting individuals rip the barbell from the ground, right? Now, to clarify, there's a lot of factors that can go into this difference between um, that I'm going to give you between a beginner and an advanced individual that's competing at a high level, such as the fact that the training age between the two differences is massive. So an example of what I mean by that is if I have a 35-year-old male that comes in and is learning to Olympic lift, um, and think of Olympic lifting, the lifts that people do in their little onesies on at the Olympics <laughs> with a clean and jerk and snatch where they put the bars above their head, right? So... Um, the person that's 35, he already has what I would refer to as general adult strength. He has a general adult strength that um, he hasn't really potentially tapped into. So picking up a, let's say, 50 kilogram bar or a 100 pound bar, if you want to think of that, it's 45 kilos, then he can kind of just rip that from the ground because his actual capacity for strength might be closer for a deadlift to like uh, 170, just for a random number to, to give you, right? He's relatively strong. He's a tradie. Go, let's go with that. Tradesman, right? In, in other countries. And so, um, what's, what's important to take into consideration with that is that someone who is trained for years who might clean and jerk, um, you know, let's say, well, 180, right? Because they've been doing it for so long. You might find that their deadlift is is not the same gap that this person who's learning how to clean 45 kilos, but their deadlift could be 160, right? They're not going, I'm cleaning 160, um, and that's a third of my max deadlift. So that's that changes. It's, so there's plenty of factors to consider, right? That's so crucial when you look at these sorts of things. But the person that can rip it from the ground early on, he's moving so fast that he misses his timing and he misses his catching because he he's thinking, I have to move this fast. It's an explosive action. Whereas when we watch the higher levels, they move so quick, but they're actually not... not <laughs> sounds, sounds contradictory. They're not moving that quick. The bug from ground to their power position where they start to go through hip extension doesn't go from there super fast in comparison to the beginner that's ripping the barbell, right? And so that beginner that's ripping the barbell, it's crucial then we slow things down. They go, but it's an explosive movement. I was like, yeah, I know it is. And it comes back to, well, slow is smooth and smooth is fast. And from there, what happens is the person builds capacity. They actually start to not get stronger, but start to use the strength that they already have. And that's a big part of early strength growth. A lot of people aren't getting stronger they're having neural adaptations and they're starting to move more efficiently, which means the weights they used to struggle with, they're actually adapting to and they're actually starting to use the strength they've had for ages. And when things slow down, they're not hitting a plateau all the time. A lot of the time in the early stages, they're starting to adapt to that and that's when they get stronger. Really interesting stuff. Now, there's, of course, there's a caveat there. There's a lot of other variations, things to consider. Could break that down for a big conversation. But my point's landed. And that point is... The individuals at the high levels, yes, they pull it from the ground fast, but in comparison to a beginner that's trying to move fast, the beginner's moving faster with a lighter weight, and they're missing the point. When I say the point, I mean missing the, the connection point on their body. Contact point, that's the word. So the key thing here is to look at areas in your life where you may be learning something or you may be applying something, and you're attempting to do it fast. You're attempting to get there sooner. When we get to slow down, that's when we actually speed up. And that's one of the most powerful and most crucial things for us to really take on board that slow is smooth. 
and smooth is fast. You watch the gymnasts at the Olympics as well. Another perfect example. It's so smooth, right? If you get someone that's trying to do it fast, they're ahead of where their actual current capability is. They won't be able to develop from there. You just got to be where you're at. And that's how we develop. And on that note, team, I'm done. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you found this podcast beneficial, it would mean the world to me if you pass it on to someone else who you think would also find it beneficial. And if you haven't already, grab a copy of my book, Money Yourself, anywhere online that sells books or at alphathetaflow.com and I'll, uh, I'll sign it, give it a kiss and send it off to you. If you're an athlete, a coach, or you're a high performer uh, and you're wanting to find out how to find your flow, then check out alphathetaflow.com and get in touch because I'd love to have a chat with you. But that's it from me. Big love. Peace and pizza. I'll see you all soon.